I'm sitting here with about five books right next to me as I dove into them this past few days, trying to rediscover what I need to do to feel better. This past weekend, well, actually last Thursday through about Sunday, was all about moving in our girls at college. One daughter moved into her dorm, and we happened to move in on one of the hottest days of the year. And she doesn't have air in her dorm, so that was fun. And the other daughter moved into a house this year, which was an entirely different experience, let me tell you. All the stuff you have to move in, and then all the furniture the next day. So I am really physically exhausted. And just, I feel wiped out. Not to mention my back, which that's a whole other level of pain, let me tell you. But that's not what today is about. I'm going back to these books to refresh my mind about the things that I learned and I remember I need to get back to that stuff for my health. And in fact, it's funny, I have had a few different friends and listeners ask me about these issues just in the past month. So I thought it was a perfect topic for today in case you happen to be struggling with something similar. I often find that the more we share, the more we as women can relate to each other and help each other. So that's my goal with this episode. I don't actually have a particular order for which I'll share these things, but I wanted to give it to you as a resource. There are many things that I've learned along my journey that have been extremely helpful. And I know that when you're in a situation where you're exhausted or you're struggling, It is so helpful to have guidance on what to pursue, what to research and look into, what to ask your doctor about, all of these things. I will stress that this is definitely not medical advice in any way. Of course, you have to talk to your own doctor, but it is research from my own journey. What helped me? What things I did that were life-changing? And a few of the resources that I found along the way. I'm going to share these things with you today. So if you're tired or feeling off and you don't know what's wrong, or maybe you feel sad or brain fog or zero energy, all of those things you're going to want to listen in today. Maybe something I share will hit you like, oh my gosh, that is so me. And it'll be a starting point for you. Something to look into or give you an idea you didn't know about. And you will find something that hopefully can give you relief. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. This episode is actually going to be a great precursor to the episode I'll be sharing next week, which is all about hormones. I had such a great conversation with a wonderful woman and now friend, and she is on a mission, you guys. She's on a mission to help as many women as possible to try to figure out their health and their hormones. I won't give too much away yet, but that is coming. It's a great episode, so I hope you join in next week for that as well. Let me touch on that briefly as I begin, just to start this off. So this goes back to about 2008, where I was so exhausted every day. I could not get up off the chair. Our girls were little at the time, and I would go to the doctor and I'd say, I am so tired. 
So he took my blood work and he'd come back and he says, oh, no, everything looks normal. You're just a busy mom with two little kids. But that was the thing. I only had two kids. I kept saying, well, what do you mean? What about the moms with more kids, three kids, four kids, five kids, more? I I can't imagine that's it. I went back again the next year and had the exact same complaint. I am so tired. I literally have zero energy. Same thing. Got a blood test and he said, nope, everything's normal. You're in normal range. You're just a busy mom. Okay. I thought, no way. I can't live like this anymore. So that's when I began my journey to find out what the heck was wrong. I started doing research and ended up finding a great doctor, and she was an OBGYN for 20 years and then got into functional medicine. She tested my hormones, and long story short, everything was low. Low, 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 like I was a complete mess. (laughs) But you know what I felt after that? I was so happy that I finally thought, I'm not crazy for feeling like this. There is a reason why I was feeling that way. So let's start there. (laughs) Our bodies are telling us something. They tell us all kinds of things, and it's our job to listen. If we're feeling abnormally tired or feeling symptoms that aren't usually things we feel, we really need to dig deep and figure out what the heck is going on. One of the things that happens when your hormones are off and you have a, a hormone imbalance is that you don't sleep well. And I wasn't sleeping well. So one of the very first things that she did right off the bat was give me a prescription for melatonin and magnesium at night. She said the melatonin would help me fall asleep and the magnesium would help me stay asleep. That alone was transformative. I can't even tell you what a difference that made in my sleep. So that's one of the first things I wanted to talk about. And magnesium is incredibly powerful. There's a few different types of magnesium specifically for sleep. And of course, you'll talk to your doctor about which one he or she would recommend. But I found a good article on Very Well Health that talks about the three different kinds. The first one is magnesium glycinate. And that is a easy to absorb magnesium and it's known for its calming properties. So it promotes relaxation and sleep and it helps to relax the mind and body potentially reducing stress and anxiety that interferes with our sleep. The second one they listed is magnesium oxide, and it's sometimes used when you have a magnesium deficiency, and sometimes it helps to reduce acid reflux. Sometimes when you have a magnesium deficiency, it negatively affects how long we sleep or the quality of our sleep. So increasing our magnesium levels may improve how you sleep. The third one that was listed in the article is magnesium L-theranate, and this type of magnesium has a lot of benefits for our brain, and it also addresses age-related insomnia as we get when we get older. I thought that was interesting as well. I actually have an entire book on magnesium because it's so fascinating. The book I have is called The Magnesium Miracle by Dr. Caroline Dean. And the more I read about magnesium, the more I'm blown away. There is so much linked to magnesium deficiency. It's eye-opening. This book, it's, it, you have to read this book. And all of the books that I will talk about today, I will put in the show notes so you can refer to them if you want to check them out. So not only does magnesium help our sleep, but it helps in so many things. And just to name a few, it helps to lower the risk of heart disease. It helps to prevent stroke and obesity. 
It can improve our mood, our memory. It's just, it can go on and on and on. I actually thought I could do a whole episode on magnesium. I'm not sure if that's boring, but that's how powerful magnesium is. So I would definitely check that book out. And there are a lot of things that deplete our magnesium levels, which then in turn create a multitude of problems. So one issue is extreme fatigue. And in her book, she talks about chronic fatigue syndrome, which in actually it's right here on page 168. She talks about a patient that had mono in college and as an adult had intense fatigue. So I want to talk about that for a minute. So back when we moved from Chicago to here, I talked about that in episode 13. We, we, I had so many problems after that move. I don't know if you've listened to that one, but after we moved and the girls were off, off to school, I was completely exhausted again, like all the time. I would constantly be thinking like, could I take a nap today? And I hardly ever take naps. And I remember this one day I did take a nap and I couldn't get off the couch. I'm like, I got to go pick up the girls. What am I going to make for dinner? It was just so overwhelming. The stress from the move and all of that kind of put me into this thyroid tailspin where the fatigue was debilitating. I went to a doctor and again, we took some blood work and he said I had the Epstein-Barr virus antibodies, which meant I had mono back when I was younger and it was flaring up and contributing to my extreme fatigue. So in chapter 12 of the Magnesium book, Dr. Dean talks about this, in particular, this chronic fatigue syndrome, but in relation to EBV. EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, it's a common viral infection, especially, right, in older, or sorry, in younger people. A lot of times we get mono in college. Once you have the EBV virus, The infection stays within your body for your entire life, which is crazy, but it stays there in a dormant state where it's inactive or it's sleeping. Like You can reactivate the virus, though, and experience symptoms regardless when you first got the virus. So I never knew that. Certain events can trigger EBV to wake up or reactivate, and one of the main things is stress stress, or even a weakened immune system, or even hormonal changes and menopause. And even though one of the main symptoms is extreme fatigue with EBV, you could have other things such as a fever or a sore throat, headaches or body aches, just to name a few. How do you treat EBV? Hmm, They don't even give you anything for it. (laughs) No medicine can cure it, so they just tell you to rest. Get a lot of rest and drink a lot of water and treat your symptoms if you have a sore throat or aches or anything like that. So that was so frustrating to me, but at least it gives you some insight about what's happening and why part of the reason why you're so tired. That's something to look into for sure. Get tested for that even as an adult and see what's going on there. After that, I started this thyroid journey. And after so much reading, I was pretty convinced I had Hashimoto's, which is more than just hypothyroidism. I was so tired. I was always cold. I kind of felt down a lot. Uh, My hair was dry and breaking. (laughs) So many symptoms. And I know Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease. And since I already have one autoimmune disease, I thought, hmm, you know, they say if you have one, you could have more. So I was pretty convinced on that. So I found an amazing expert on the subject and I found her blog and her books so, so helpful. 
I actually have a few of them right here next to me with all these pages bent and earmarked and little tags sticking out. She's just great. I would recommend you look into and research all about thyroid and the various things that can contribute to throwing off your thyroid numbers. The first book is amazing. It's called Hashimoto's Thyroiditis, Lifestyle Interventions for Finding and Treating the Root Cause by Dr. Isabella Wentz. I don't want to let the name cause you to hesitate though, because if you say, well, I don't think I have that. This book is filled with so much information anyway. Our bodies can get stuck and be in overload, uh, showing so many symptoms like adrenal fatigue or gut issues, inflammation issues. She talks about so many of these issues in this book. For example, I I wish you had this book in front of you like I do, but she just has this chart in page 51, and she has all these triggers that are on the top that could lead to various things. For example, if you take acid suppressants, like if you think you have stomach acid and you take Tums, then that leads to low stomach acid, but then that impairs your digestion. And that goes into more acid reflux. And then less absorption can cause thyroid problems. And then anxiety or maybe anemia. There's so many triggers just from that. Or antibiotics. You know, sometimes antibiotics ruin our gut flora. And that means our our healthy gut. And it causes us to get leaky gut. So then things are actually moving into our bloodstream that shouldn't be there. And then that causes inflammation and then more thyroid problems. So it's just a vicious cycle. I also want to talk about the gut issues for a minute because I do remember having a lot of heartburn. That was another thing. And then when I started reading in Dr. Wentz's books and on her blog, she talks about low stomach acid. A lot of times when we get heartburn, we think, oh gosh, right, I need a Tums. And we take Tums. But what that does, it just makes it worse because it lowers our stomach acid when in fact, she says we actually need more. As we age, our stomach acid levels decrease. She talks about supplementing with this supplement called Betine with Pepsin. I won't get into that without, you know, you reading the book, but She did say people were amazed at how much more energy they had after taking the digestive enzymes with their meal because guess what? They're getting more nutrients from their food. I thought that was so interesting. I definitely use them. I don't use them all the time, but I know that when I have low stomach acid or heartburn, I know I actually need more stomach acid. It's not intuitive. Since Dr. Wentz is a doctor of pharmacy, I really do trust a lot of her recommendations of what supplements to try or nutrients to add to your diet or changes to, you know, take a look at when we're thinking of our health. It's really good knowledge. In this book, Dr. Wentz also tells you what kind of testing to do with, uh, in regards to your thyroid. So what do the numbers mean to help you figure out what's going on with your thyroid? There are thyroid labs that check your thyroid function, but sometimes it doesn't always catch the thyroid abnormalities or Hashimoto's if you happen to have that. So it's really important to research and read the part, especially in part one, so you have an understanding of the basic thyroid functions and the numbers. There's this, quote, normal range that's on paper that going back to years ago, my, my doctor would say, well, you're in normal range. But here's the thing. For me, my numbers are really low, but that's when I feel the best. 
If you can get a doctor that treats you for how you feel and doesn't rely solely on the numbers, that is ideal because everybody has different numbers. And no matter what the guidelines say, it's when you feel the best, that's what number you should sit at. This is such a big topic. I could do tons of episodes about this stuff, but let me tell you about a few more good books and resources to help. Another book by Dr. Isabella Wentz is called Hashimoto's Protocol. This book is filled with a lot of good information relating to getting to our best health and reversing thyroid symptoms and things like how to support your liver or your adrenals or your gut, how to add or try different supplements. There are various diets that she talks about that might help with detox or finding food sensitivities or nutrient testing. And she talks about protocols for addressing infections or removing toxins. This book really has got it all. And then she also has a fabulous blog with information-rich articles on a lot of these topics as well. And you can find her blog at thyroidpharmacist.com. And I'll put the link in the show notes. If you go to her website, she gives you some free gifts. One of them is a chapter of her Root Cause book, and that's the one we talked about first, and a couple other good resources that I did get as well. And she does have her own line of high-quality supplements. It sounds like I'm an affiliate for her or something. I'm really not. I just really like her stuff, her knowledge, and it, it's been so helpful. But I have tried some of the supplements from her and her brand. And she also, well, she has one brand called Brutcology, and then she recommends another brand called Pure Encapsulations. Anyway, it's on her blog. I just wanted to give you an FYI on that. And two other books I want to highlight here that are really wonderful. One is Thyroid Healing by Anthony William an excellent book full of knowledge. I talked about it on another previous episode. You just won't stop reading it. Every time I read that book and, and some of the others, I feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do as far as my diet is concerned. <laughs> anyway, that's a really good book. And then the last book is called The Thyroid Cure by Michelle Corey. It was interesting in her book as she has a mind-body approach. That's an excellent addition to the other books that I mentioned here. I will just say that I did get this book at the end of my journey, so I didn't dig into it as much, but it has a lot of important points to it, such as understanding the physiology of stress and how that really affects us or the emotional parts of this and the different conditions that we can have and all the emotions that are going along with that. And she does go into how to optimize our nutrition and reduce our stress, and she talks a lot about how our emotions can affect our health. Such a good book as well. Before I end, I just want to say if you're going through anything similar to what I was struggling with, I feel for you. I really do. But please know that there is hope. You will figure this out. And one thing that I really liked about Michelle's book, The Thyroid Cure, the one we just talked about, in the beginning, she suggests that you keep a healing journal to help you see patterns, or to help you keep going. She asks questions similar to these. What are your compelling reasons why you want to get better? How will your life change once you get control of this part of your health? And can you identify any negative thoughts that are not helping you heal? I really like this way of thinking because it makes me feel like I'm doing something to help myself. I'm not wallowing in the negative. She has a subtitle in her book that says this, step out of your victim role and take responsibility for your health. <laughs> that really is true, isn't it? We have to be the ones to do this. 
Doctors can't know everything about all of this stuff. We have to research. We have to push. We have to ask. We have to be, a lot of times, the ones to come up with these answers. And the thing is, when we feel bad enough, (laughs) it's all we want to do. Can you relate to that? I know when I was struggling with my thyroid and I was always exhausted, I was consumed. I just kept saying, how can I just feel better again? Well, I hope you found this helpful or found something in this episode that made you want to dig in and find some answers. I know it was good for me again to look at these books again and realize I just have a lot of improvement to do with my eating and sleeping patterns. That's for sure. One last thing, especially when you're not feeling good or feeling exhausted or all of that, it can really feel overwhelming. And, you know, sometimes like you don't even know where to start. In those times, Just take one step. Take a step. What small thing can I do to research or look into that might give me one small answer or might give me the next step I need to do? Taking it one small step at a time really does help, especially when it's overwhelming or you're feeling like it's all too much. I'm here for you. Please reach out to me anytime. If you have questions, DM me on Instagram or Facebook or send me a voicemail on my website. The links are in the show notes. I would love to support you in any way I can. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.